Ten minute to. Ten minute to. Ten minute to. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes and a whole range of nerdy topics now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now on SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and I am joined once again by my fellow nerds and three of my favourite people, Simone, Ian, and Toby. How are you all? Hi, good. good. Thanks, good. Chris. You're you're one of ours too. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to say that. That's fine. <laughs> oh, good. All right. No, I, do, I actually yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep let's not keep the pretense up more than we need to, shall we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, it's good. All four of us back together again, which is great. Um, reunited and it feels no we can't do that um, no we can't we can't sued we're sued yeah um but the four of us are here for the last of our recap episodes dedicated to hbo's the last of us episode nine titled look for the light which concluded the first season of what i think is safe to say has become probably the biggest show in the world right now shall we say yeah i think, yeah, that's, I think that's fair yeah yeah i think that's fair we'll be talking all about episode nine and what transpires in this tense finale as well as our thoughts on the on the series as a whole and well for me personally i'm going to treat this as kind of a therapy session because it's been a long trip that's not not gonna lie Mm. these nine these nine episodes it's been a lot so what happens in episode nine episode nine look for the light in the aftermath of their encounter with david and his group joe and ellie begin the final leg of their journey towards salt lake city to finally find the group of fireflies that will hopefully provide the answers and vaccine that they've been looking for however after arriving at their destination in i guess unexpected circumstances joe is made to realize what attempts at creating a vaccine really mean in terms of sacrifice and makes a very bold decision which is putting it lightly but we'll get into that <laughs> before we get before we get into that decision um i'm sure we've got tons we've got a lot to talk about in the finale and the series but in the interest of structure let's start right at the beginning and talk about that intro now We've obviously seen some harrowing things in this series so far. We've spoke about them, you know, we've dealt with those issues. Um, but surely this opening has to be one of the most harrowing yet, right? Yeah, it was, Probably. Pre- it was pretty bleak. It's pretty yeah, good. so uh, if you haven't watched the episode, then we suggest you go and watch <laughs> it. So, because we will get into spoilers, but so we see uh, a pregnant woman wandering, uh, well, running through the trees towards a refuge in a, I guess, a farmhouse, um, practically on the verge of giving birth there and then. Um, she manages to lock herself away, clearly being pursued by something, and in the interim, manages to give birth to a baby girl. Unfortunately. During this time, she is also attacked by a clicker and infected, but she turns out, obviously, to be the mother of the protagonist of our show, Ellie, played by the one and only Ashley Johnson. So, whoop, whoop. I want yeah. to, first of all, get your thoughts on the intro, but I want to take a moment, round of applause for uh, Ashley Johnson, the original Ellie, who yep. I find it very fitting that she um She gave... was the mother the mother to the tv ellie she's great in it and i'm really glad she got a part in it um yeah, but what do we too. think of the intro yeah i thought it was great uh, yeah, for the good. same reasons i mean it's it's nice to have her as the uh the mother of ellie because it kind of feeds into her being the originator of the character so i, I thought that was a nice touch mm-hmm. uh, very very bleak very very harrowing very very tense i mean that mm-hmm. could be a summary for the entire show to date <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was really nice and tight, and it, it it gave further backstory to a character that you haven't really had a hell of a lot of origin about, because everything with her character sort of goes in the present, and everything mm-hmm. sort of feeds into what's going on with the current storyline, so you get very little on her backstory, so this is another nice little touch. Mm. Mm. I'd, I'd agree, and I think, you know, like, f- for me, and I guess Simone as well, like, I I didn't really know the voice actor, what she looked like um but like knowing that now and afterwards looking it up i was like oh that's great that's a really good choice to have as that character um but the the general like beginning i think it does a lot for us as well to understand marlene uh marlene and uh <laughs> her uh her motivations as well and like where her mindset is at because you know prior to that we only obviously had marlene in the first episode we get that she's a leader and we get that she like, you know, wants to find this cure, defeat like the, 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 I guess, 
sort of dictator fascist fascist state that's kind of developed due to everything that's happened yeah um but we don't really understand why she's got this connection with ellie we don't know where that sort has come from and why that's there and you know not that that's a bad thing in the first episode because you don't need necessarily an explanation but this does a lot to flesh out marlene's motivation as well yeah, and it gives her emotional stakes in the sort of the conclusion yeah. as well, and yeah. how things are sort of going to pan out throughout the episode. Yeah, how did you yeah. f- how did you find it, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I um, I I loved the um, the like there's this moment where uh, Ellie's just been born. Bit. <laughs> Ellie's just been <laughs> Ellie's just been born, and she's like crying, and um, her mum's like, "Yeah, fucking tell him," and yeah. it's it's just like this yeah. really like heartwarming yeah. moment that's a clean um, baby though isn't it i was a really clean baby but they I mean, always <laughs> are they always are <laughs> like <laughs> wow well i, but, I also like the way she managed to give birth and kind of didn't even notice because she was too busy fighting just came out there you are <laughs> but it yeah, is a good um, scene it yeah it's, it's a it's a it's like a a, a weirdly like beautiful scene but also like really awful and tragic and that moment when she realized she's been bitten and it's like oh god um and then she's speaking to marlene and she's bitten while the cord before the cord yeah, is cut is. right and she's she like is, no yeah. it was it was after it was after and oh it's oh. but yeah. yeah as i agree with what toby was saying with um you it adds that l- level of depth so y- you can understand that you know marlene does have emotional ties to Ellie as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's not something we really are privy to in the game because obviously we don't get mm. this kind of backstory to uh, Ellie's mum in the game. It's something mm. that um, Neil Druckmann uh, has always said he wanted to kind of um, explore, but obviously finding space for that in the game wouldn't really, I guess, really have worked as well. So I like that they get that moment. And yeah, it does... I totally agree as well. Give that relationship with Marlene a bit more depth and a bit more purpose as to why she would actually do what she needs, would do what she's doing for Ellie. Why would she mm. care? Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I agree. She was definitely infected before the cut, which obviously yeah. um, will play into things maybe. Um, and but I think I, I, I thought it was a really great intro it was it was harrowing but i also think it was a think it was a really beautiful moment not just for the obviously meta reasons where you've got ashley johnson as that role giving birth to that role almost as a a metaphor but um Mm. just how it plays out and this idea of and it's something i guess we can touch on in a a minute as well this idea of life amongst all this misery coming Mm, through and kind of being like a beautiful moment when the show is not being short of beautiful moments but obviously they're not they're not everywhere so it's nice to have that kind of moment no, certainly mm. outweighed by the mm-hmm. and the, as you'd expect in, yeah, yeah, yeah and as you'd expect in the in the situation that they find themselves in but um yeah and i think obviously it was i, I said it before but it's great to see ashley johnson i know you guys aren't familiar with her as a voice actress but weirdly i've been familiar with ashley johnson since i was young because did you ever watch recess when you were young yeah 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 yeah, she's she's the voice of gretchen grunler no Um, way yeah she was when she was young and i remember love gretchen one of my favorite characters in recess she's great she they did a behind the scenes episode of recess once and uh she was interviewed and she's also in what women want and stuff so i've i've seen her before and obviously critical role legend of ox machina that kind of Mm. stuff she's she's an incredible voice and obviously her work in the last of us so it was really good Mm -hmm. to that they i I think that was the most fitting role she could have possibly Mm. cameo she could have had in the whole show um so yeah obviously we then move on into the episode proper and we are at a point now where obviously Ellie and Joel are moving on from their, like I said, encounter with David, trying to get past that. And I guess when we visit, um, when we come back to Ellie and Joel in the present day, Ellie's a bit shell shot, to say the least. She's not entirely there. And obviously that's quite understandable, given what she went through just uh, just shortly. Um but then obviously we you see um Joel's character trying to, you know, rally him around. And I think this is at the point where you can start to see obviously at the end of that episode with David where he embraces her as 
his I guess baby girl. would be daughter, baby mm. girl. And then this relationship is coming to a point where he actually loves this girl. I don't know about you guys felt like that, but I feel like this is the point where he actually turned and yeah. he loves her. Mm. Well, they did, they had a nice couple of little scenes because I, I, I binged the last sort of four or five episodes all together yesterday mm-hmm. and today. So it's quite fresh. There's a, there's a scene when um, Ellie comes back after giving him the penicillin and mm-hmm. she sort of hugs him to sort of give warmth. And mm-hmm. his head sort of nestles into her, or nestles mm-hmm. into her, and mm-hmm. it's. I think it's just the the vulnerability of that. He he opens himself up to that because I think he's in a bad shape, and uh, I think he realizes that she's every bit out to look after him as he actually needs to look after her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that is the sort of gateway, and then the baby girl sort of hul- uh, hug culmination really sort of s- sets mm. the sets it in in motion that uh, they're sort of intrinsically linked forever yeah 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 i I think obviously she's she's in a state of mind when we come back to them that you know she's not she's she's clearly been affected by what's happened and he's trying his best and he's seeing that for the first time because she's been very tough throughout the whole series you know a lot's happened and she's been very tough but i think She's always had, I guess, someone there to protect her or someone with her when these things happen. With David, she was very much on her own. Mm. And I think that's where she's finally, I guess, realized the seriousness, maybe, mm. of what's happening. Well, it's something that we talked about in the last episode of of, of 10 Minute Talks, uh, where we said, Simone was saying, you're uh interpretation of the the show as a as a whole which I, I can't fully remember what your interpretation was or at least what you were taking from it but something that we all said was like it is also very much like Ellie's loss of innocence yeah mm-hmm. and you know i feel like a big turning point was obviously henry and um oh Sam. my god thank you that's yeah. like a big like Jesus, like this is a yeah. big turning point. But every episode has had an element of like her having to come to grips of her adolescence in the midst of an apocalypse. And this one, I think, you know, we've picked up from where essentially that's gone. And mm. like she's yeah. now just like completely different from that experience. And I agree because she didn't, she wasn't a spectator. She didn't witness something. She yeah, was exactly. like, it, she was integrally involved in that entire situation and she had to make choices which you know were you know gruesome ways of getting out of that situation and it caused her like massive ptsd and you can see that um it's a good scene i think you know i think a broader i don't want to jump ahead in this this episode at all but i think a broader thing for this episode i think this scene does kind of have that as well is i think there is a bit of a pacing issue with this episode as a whole um Mm. i think it was too short um and Mm. i think for a show that's had episodes which are an hour and 20 minutes this one being 45 minutes felt very rushed and i felt like even though i agree with you totally toby with what you said with like the entire show is a progression of their relationship joel in the beginning of this is almost a little bit too like Hey, we're, everything's good. Tell me some jokes. Let's have fun. You know, he and I know what he's trying to do, and I like the characters trying to do, and what they're trying to portray. That he's trying to, you know, get this this young child who's gone through some shit to be like happy again, and you know, he himself is probably not like fully equipped to deal with that. But because the pacing issue, I just felt like he just had to immediately be that like happy, like let's be happy again, rather than yeah. you know maybe a bit more time with them trying yeah. to have a bit more dialogue. If you see what I mean with that scene, it's still good, but I just felt the pacing is a bit off. But I think that's more a broad thing for this episode. Yeah, I mean, which I, I can I get think, back to. I think they could have given sort of the opening, uh, not the opening, sorry, this this sort of prologue bit really with them sort of getting to um, the hospital. I think that that could have really done with maybe an extra sort of five ten minutes. Agreed. Them, yeah, agreed. Sort of fleshing out that. Yeah trying to process what's happened yeah sim do you agree with the pacing because i think that's something i've seen reading reviews online and other people i've spoken to outside of the four of us have all agreed that 
And I remember what reading ahead of this episode when they said it would be like under 45 minutes. I was like, hmm, that's a very bold choice. Would you agree that pacing it could have been a bit longer? Perhaps? Oh, for sure. I mean, the first episode was what? An hour and a an half. Hour and 20, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting the last episode to be another, you know, almost feature length mm. um, spectacle, but it was just not. I mean, I I'm not entirely sure why why they chose to do, make it so like so condensed. Mm. Um, but I thought that, especially considering, I mean, like there's still so much that you could say, and so much that you could, <clears throat> excuse me, explore. Um, like when Joel and Ellie are, I think they're walking, and he's talking about. Um, that injury he got when he, yeah. you know, tried to commit suicide, and mm. there's just so much like that's another another element of obviously their relationship developing because you know Joel wasn't really opening up to Ellie so much in the beginning, and you know we see them talking about his daughter, which is something that he really didn't do before, um, and then you know we're learning that. And Ellie's learning and we're also learning for the first time that he tried to commit suicide the day after she died. I just, I don't know. I just felt like there's, yeah. there's, there's rushed, clearly, yeah, there's just so much, that, it, so much more does, to unpack. Yeah. Just to and, jump on that, it's, it, I, I think with, um, I'll see what you think, Chris, because that's totally new from a yeah, video game perspective. Game. Oh, that's, that's not, not in the game. No, no that that's moment. that's quite interesting and oh. new information. Um, th- w- there's actually quite a lot where I feel through this, they've given Joel more emotions and more humanity than in the game. Because in the game, he's v- like he y- you get the the emotional sort of reaction from him more in his actions mm. and his sort of. Uh, grunts and gruffs um to ellie's journey throughout the game less so than in in the in the show where there's lots of emotional scenes like there's lots of admissions from him of what he'd done in the past actions that he's taken that never came up in the the game before you just it just alludes to what his past had been um and because it even comes on with uh, tommy earlier on when they're in jackson and he has that whole scene with Tommy about trying to take Ellie to uh, to the Fireflies. Mm. And there's that whole sort of scene, which it really doesn't transpire like that in the game. And he's allowed to emote a lot more than he is in the game. And I don't know whether or not that's just different actors, different portrayals, or if it's more of a deliberate uh, direction because of the nature of what the game is and what the show is. Yeah, obviously the the revelation about his attempted suicide is not um, something that is uh, portrayed in the game. There's never any allusion to that, um, as far as I'm aware. Um, I do I do wonder if maybe 10 years on from writing the game initially, or even longer than that, obviously given how long games take to make, whether Neil Druckmann's maybe, and with the help of Craig Mazin, maybe rethought how a certain the narrative would play out if he could do it again. And maybe this is, he thinks this is his chance to kind of give that um, back. Because, yeah, I think, while obviously Pedro Pascal and the portrayal of Joe is very similar in terms of the game, there is also some differences there that I think are either creative creatively for a tv show or just mm. through pure choice are are made and i think part of it's interesting that at, sh- at an episode of much shorter length they've added in extra bits that they could have and they could have then got a bit further like we say yeah. they could have established that in a, an extra 10 minutes at least and it would have maybe given a bit more oomph to that kind of dynamic they're trying to create which we do feel it just they could have gone another 10 minutes at least if they're going to go that far, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's to go back to Toby's point with the character from the game to the to the show. I think this is maybe why this probably, I mean, this is probably a wider thing to talk about the show in general. So I, I'm always wanting to talk about the wider discussion <laughs> rather than specifics. But like, we'll get the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel this is probably why this is a good 
or one of the very few i know there's other adaptations that people would argue super mario movie you know that's classic with bob hoskins <laughs> uh, no well i mean the one with oh, bob hoskins oh, oh good, good times um but this is probably i think it's fair to say this is probably the best adaptation from a video game right this is probably the, the yeah, best shadow of a doubt yeah and i think it's because maybe they realized that like you know joel in the video game you are playing as joel i know you also play as elliot points but like joel is your main character you're playing as and in many ways you know characters in video games you have to try and allow a player to you know put their own self upon that and you know it's something i've read a lot with video game theory you know games like bioshock where you know very little about the main character because you need to place yourself in that main character role Mm. And I think something they've done very well is go, well, we have to develop these characters more. We have to give them something else. Otherwise, they still end up being one note, which doesn't translate well into into film. And I think that's probably why a lot of video game movies don't do as well, because they don't realize that translation won't work. Yeah. Um, but I think to go back to our initial point about this scene, I think it is a shame to agree with all four of us that they don't do just an extra 10 minutes here. Like make it a nice round hour, add 10 minutes to this bit where they're walking. I know some people might be like, Oh, 10 minutes of what, but like some more dialogue and a bit more like discussion and maybe just like squeezing out a bit more about Joel trying to kill himself. Or I know that's a bit later in what we're talking about. Cause we're missing out another big scene. That's, yeah. you know, quite I think a even just one but just, just a bit quiet more. just yeah just quiet would have been is that a dig at me toby just shut shut up here just shut, <laughs> shut <your mouth. laughs> no, no but i mean so no, no. the the ellie sort of awkward quiet and the the sort of shell-shocked nature of mm. her, it was kind of abruptly sort of that closed mm. because no, i agree they tried to get the dialogue and the the, 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 the yuck yucks of the puns going mm. but just just sort of living in that moment for a few extra minutes where you're just really sort of sitting with her, sitting with the weight of what she's had to deal with. Yeah. Just really yeah, could have totally added agreed. just a little bit more. It didn't have to have any extra dialogue. I think just mulling on it, you know, just sitting yeah. on what we've just had to, or what she's had to witness and what she's had to experience. We obviously have a time jump from the last episode, but because of that, we lose that aspect of it. Yeah. You know, like... Ellie goes from, and we have another big significant scene with the giraffe, which is obviously a huge scene and very emotional, but she goes from being like PTSD, silent, depressed. She sees a giraffe. She's happy again. Then they're doing jokes. Then they get picked up by the fireflies. And it's like, that's very quick for an emotional change from where we literally only just saw her kill somebody. So the nature of the show has that time jump but because we don't i agree with you toby even just silence of like her because she's a great actress she's proven that in this show yeah. you know you know fuck me from the first episode where i was like oh i'm not sure i'm not sure on her that ian's a piece of shit what a fool i was back then <laughs> still a piece of shit now but you know i'll admit where i'm you know that i was wrong there but less the... a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> but the you know, just more of her like emotional reaction to this shit she just went through mm, rather yeah. than just a very quick zip through to them being picked up by the fireflies. That's how it felt to me. And you could have got more with Joel, as you say, Simone, trying to kill himself and, you know, more time with the giraffe, you know, let's, you know, mm. ride them a little bit, you know, <laughs> ask him yeah. where they would wear a bow tie, you know, these are the real questions. Um, yeah. So I think we, we all agree. And like I say, it's something that I've seen as a common not criticism but sort of thought around the last episode was why they chose to keep it at such a short length when realistically they probably would have had free reign on whatever they wanted to do but it's the creative choice they made um but obviously you have alluded to probably what is one of the more significant uh scenes in the episode and one of the most significant moments in the game itself is the giraffe scene which its purpose in the game is very much its purpose in the show is to kind of it brings Ellie back I guess from the brink of Mm. where she is and just going back to the point made earlier which was about finding moments of beauty in this world this giraffe scene um, and Toby I'll come to you first obviously from the game but how does how did that play out for you obviously you've seen it however many times you've played it but (laughs) quite a few times (laughs) I think it I think really it it hits home every time I've played the game 
because it i think what they did really well in this episode i know we've sort of been a bit negative so sort of bring the positive i thought this scene was just as impactful in the show as it was in the game mm-hmm. um i think they really it's so picturesque and i think what they 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 frame it so excellently like it's in this stark um it's a little different because the location i think is in a hotel or some lobby of somewhere in the game whilst this it seems like a a, a, a construction yard or a demolition mm. site and you've got all this gray of the industry sort of side of things around it and then you've got all the growth all the the nature that's coming out and then you've got the the giraffe in the center of it and there's quite a lot of running through that in the uh in the show and in in the in the the sort of the opening to this scene when they're walking through because a lot of nature is starting like it's almost like the world's claiming back um sort of civilization or the world for itself where mm. all the architecture and things like that are being overgrown by uh, plants flowers this that and the other so there is always that little bit of beauty that is sort of a contrast to the apocalypse that we see and i think this like you say it sort of snaps her out of it and it kind of mm. just illustrates the point that they sort of try and allude to in this game and the show that there is a little bit of beauty in everything yeah mm. i know and i um obviously having played it and i it, it was one of those moments i was looking forward to and was really impressed with how it was handled and how it was represented because it's one of the most significant moments of any video game i've ever played yeah um even though it's so simple and before i ask Ian and Simone, how do they obviously I need to apologize because I've obviously lessened the impact of the giraffe scene because <laughs> I already revealed it to you. Oh, no. <laughs> Listeners won't know because I edited it out because I don't want anyone else to be spoiled. But I already, I thought the giraffe scene was at an earlier point. And, I, and I, don't wanna, just... I don't want to make you feel worse, but I turned to Simone and went, that was a beautiful scene. Shame we knew it was coming though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, was wa- and I was watching it going, I'm such an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I did myself, say, "Oh, this is great!" I, I was yeah. like, "This is beautiful," but I knew it was coming. So yeah. <laughs> I apologize profusely. No, it was still a beautiful scene. Still did, you, did you still enjoy it? Was it still beautiful for you? Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it's a shame, but <laughs> don't no, make no, you no, feel. No, no, come no. on, um, come on! No, You're the worst still... person in the world, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's still it's still very beautiful and still very poignant. You know, just if we're placing it, it's, you know, you got these these gorgeous animals that are just, you know, living their lives and the the you know the fact that life finds a way. You know, life um, finds a way. Life it finds was a very way. much um, Jurassic Park with the brontosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but but also you've also got this moment where. Ellie's been through she's been through so much and just to another whack around the um our, our heads the audience's heads that you know she is just a child and so it adds another level of Christ she has been through so much in such a short space of time and lost so much um so it's it's a for me it was it was kind of like a, a bit of a bittersweet moment to watch very mm. beautiful but also very sad yeah i don't know if you I, I, felt that way i got that as well i think particularly with joel's reaction to yeah. her with the giraffe i think you know she's she's witnessing something that she's probably never seen her in, in her entire life she is yeah. like and like joel is very much looking at her like a father looks at a daughter but there's also like a sadness in the way that he's looking at her because like he knows that she's not experienced this and probably thinking about all the shit they've been through. It's a really great scene. Like it's a really, really, really great scene. And like, I, you know, I agree with Toby. We were a bit negative before about the pacing stuff, which I still think is an issue with this entire episode, which, Mm. you know, we'll get to, but I don't think it makes the episode bad at all. And actually like all the scenes are great. It's just, they needed to, add just a bit more time in between them like everything's great that's in this episode so Mm. you know on a positive thing it's like you're getting a really great sandwich but like i just would like more filling of my sandwich like it's amazing for us because we're always advocate for (laughs) cutting down story time yeah yeah Yeah. we're always like this is too long like yeah yeah. (laughs) usually it's like no it's fun as 
two hours too long. So um, yeah, fucking yeah. Marvel films being so long. Yeah. Oh, we done it again. We brought Come them on. on. <laughs> Come on. I think that's a testament to the show, though, is that we've actually want we want more. And if that's yeah. not the sort of the highlight, oh, not the highlight bit, the definition of you know leaving wanting more. And I, I think yeah. this really did. You know, it's true. At the end of it, I was like, yeah. damn, I wish there was another episode or I, I wish yeah. season two was ready to come out. Cause... Or just a bit more of this one or just like, yeah. yeah. And it's not like, oh, pacing, so it's terrible or anything. It's just like, yeah, it's just a little bit off. The pacing is just mm. a bit off in this. But everything we got's great. And this scene is just like a real example of like when they just hit a home run in terms of like what they're trying to do. Mm. And the giraffe was real. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real giraffe. Yeah. I said this to Simone, and Simone was like, "No," and I was like, "No, it is. It is. It's real. Real giraffe. Real giraffe. Yeah. It's the background yeah. is CGI, but the giraffe is all real. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's the same with the dinosaurs in '65. Real, real dinosaurs. Real dinosaurs. <laughs> real <laughs> sneaky dinosaurs. Real, real sneaky dinosaurs. dinosaurs. It's um, not real. Adam, it's not real. Adam Driver. It's <laughs> <laughs> This is real ears, though. Did, um, <laughs> did did they did did Neil Druckmann ever say why they picked a giraffe? Because I've never seen in the media like, or any of the sort of the the, the making of why they picked a giraffe. There's a zoo nearby, did, I guess. Or well, maybe. I mean, it's yeah. the kind of, it's probably what you'd least expect, right? In a yeah, I did. I'm just I thinking did... of all the animals that you could have had the giraffe. I guess it's probably the the, the one that's least likely to attack. Yeah. Gorilla yeah, would mess yeah. you up. You know? <laughs> You're not going to see a hippopotamus and be like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to go. It's not, uh, not barrel cocaine, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, but that's a very different uh, end of that show, isn't it? You know, Ellie gets killed by a hippopotamus. It's like, oh, no. Oh, we went through all this. Bloody hippos. Christ. Bloody hippos. Dangerous. Um, <laughs> I thought it was that they picked it because, like, kind of what you were saying, Chris, like, is the least thing you'd expect to see in a city. And I guess to add to your thing, Toby, about like nature kind of like coming back, you know, it's like these creatures are quite happy, you know, in this city space because they're living their best life, you know, and they're just enjoying the the environment. And yeah, yeah, I, well, I just monkeys in a few episodes. before. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to mention the monkeys. The one question with and it sounds like in the game, it kind of makes a bit more sense. The set, this is again, this is me being so pernickety. I'm such a dick. But like um, when Ellie like pulls up the ladder and she goes, oh, no way. And then runs. How did she see that giraffe? Yeah, I did think that. She goes up like at How? least two flights of stairs. Maybe she yeah. saw the legs. Maybe she saw the legs. You know? How fucking tall is that giraffe? I don't know. Like, giraffes, what, are quite tall. <laughs> giraffes are quite big. Yeah, it's true. It's true, actually. But I'm just like, how did she see that giraffe? Like, there's brick. Well, if they had had a hole or something, and then like I could have been like, but there's no holes. There's no windows. They go up well, two flights of works, stairs. The way it works in the game is that it's it, it looks, if memory serves, it's like a, a lobby way of somewhere, and mm. there's like a central seated area that uh, and the giraffes are sat there waiting. <laughs> oh, no, Ellie's initially sitting. My room is not ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joel sees the ladder, gets Ellie's attention, much like it is, but she's sitting on this like uh, central island sort of seated area. Mm. She then climbs up, and it's a balcony. It's almost like the second section of this balconied air this room, mm-hmm. yeah. and that then leads directly, like opposite this balcony, is a window or the hole where the giraffes are. So she sees them almost immediately. She goes up, which is what they do play out. But then she goes up this labyrinth of extra staircases yeah. to get to this other part of the room. It really confused me that, like, not that again. It doesn't make the scene worse or anything. It just kind of, I did say to someone, "How the?" Yeah, I was like, "How the hell did they see that giraffe?" Like, but it's fine. It's again, it's me being very pernickety. But I just was like, I was just a bit like, "What?" I did did think that that too. Yeah, and now now you can go back through all the other episodes and see if you can spot all the giraffe references that were in there the whole way along. Yeah, there was actually a giraffe in the background. You just couldn't see it. But now you've seen this one, you'll be like, oh, "Well, there shit. was there was a giraffe in Sarah's bedroom in the first episode, and then there's a giraffe in." in oh, really? I was ju- I thought you were making every- a joke. No, there's a giraffe in every episode. Apparently, you just oh damn! Them. Oh shit! Yeah. I was making yeah. a joke. I wow. like the idea that it's an actual full giraffe just stood in the yeah. background. <laughs> just, like... just in the background. It's like it's been there the whole time. You know, yeah, one like, of those oh, classic shit. scenes in movies was like, I was there the whole time. The whole and then do a series of flashbacks, and there's just yeah. the giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. The giraffe did it. The giraffe did it. The 
Yeah. <laughs> Twizzle, <laughs> twizzling his mustache, reading yeah. the newspaper behind scenes. Yeah, G- I G- made G- the quarterstaffs. <laughs> Giraffes have actually become the dominant species now. Yeah. <laughs> right, I referenced like this. I was about to say, I referenced this to Simone, and I was like, do you remember in Futurama, in the year 25, 25, 25? And Simone was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, when the giraffes, they rule the world. Oh, go and find it. It's so it's funny. Right, have that reference locked I'm in. glad you got it, man. You're there with me. I was, when the giraffe was there, all I could think was they're in charge. <laughs> rulers of this world <laughs> um but yeah good scene good scene yeah great scene great scene and then obviously that carries us on to i guess the final act of not just the episode but the series where the fireflies intercept joel and ellie uh in the middle of their pun fun um which i was quite enjoying but got cut short um good ones in there. Like, like i love a pun um then they are they've Joel finds himself, wakes up in the hospital to Marlene, who basically Marlene. tells him that in order to carry out the procedure that will create the vaccine, this means that they will have to obviously operate on Ellie's brain. I'm not sure of the science behind this. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I was like, wait a minute. Um, but, um, but obviously the, the realisation that this is the end for Ellie which then ties into what have, what transpires for the finale. So obviously let's discuss the revelation of what Marlene says to Joel first. Simone, obviously you haven't played the game. You weren't aware of, I guess, where this was going. How did that moment play out for you? How did you feel about in that moment when you realized this was what was on the table? I, I said, I told you so, I think. I think that's Question, what I said. I was Chris. like, I Question. said this did- wasn't going to end well for Ellie. Did- did Simone actually say in one of the episodes early on that Ellie would die? I'm pretty yes. sure First that episode. it was. It was. Oh when, well, fuck yeah. me, I was wrong. And I was like, it's not going to end well for her if this is what they're looking for. They're looking for a cure. Like they're going to have to rip her, rip her apart to, fi- like, to I don't think cure. you said that. So I, you didn't I, get I, that specific. You, you definitely said it's not going to end well. They're going to have. To, I did say. You know what? It was the episode where we have the <laughs> opening when they're in. I think the and Philippines. You, Thank and I, I am still speaking. Thank you very much. Where, <laughs> where they're in the Philippines, and the um the uh, expert is saying that oh, just like just nuke nuke the city to stop it. And I was like, this has got awful um implications said, for Ellie. It's not going to end well for her. And you said that they're going to have to quote. They're going to have to cut open her brain. No, I said it. it's not going to end <laughs> well for her. I don't she know how she's going to be able say. to survive them getting a... <laughs> you I did, didn't say you know they would let rip me, her open. You let, me, just... let me get it up. <laughs> Literally let 30 seconds ago on this recording, this one right now, you just said that you said that they would rip her apart. You didn't. You didn't say that. You had me in the first half and you lost me in the second half. I implied I implied that... It was the implication. It's, it's the, the implication. implication. It's the implication that she was it's going to um, not survive whatever it is that they. Escaped. I'll give you that. I think you said that it wasn't going to end well, but it's I don't think you did. But you didn't say you would rip, rip her, her open. Apart. You know, <laughs> I was. I was right. You know, I love being right. And okay, right. Yeah, you <laughs> can tell. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, it it was. Oh. Uh, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> How did you have a domestic? Obviously, when Marlene says to Joel and he realizes that he's not going to get to see her again and that this is it for Ellie, was it, how how was that moment for you? Obviously, you can apart from shouting "I told you so," literally. Even even knowing, you know, yeah, even thinking that it's still it's still it was still crushing. Obviously, to be to be like, oh well, this is this is this is the end for Ellie and. You know, she's so young and she's not, she's had so much happen to her for this to be, you know, that end point for her. It was, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. 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 And I think it has extra, <laughs> it has, it has extra weight for two reasons. Obviously, because just before this, Joel obviously asks her if she wants to keep going and basically gives her the, the choice because realis- realistically he's been dragging her to the fireflies for this long and now he's brought her to this point and she's come here of her own volition but i think for me and obviously 
Ian and Toby, your thoughts as well, but I think Pedro Pascal really sells that scene. Oh, yeah. The actual, oh, yeah. the, no, the yeah. emphasis of it. His face, I was like, yeah. oh, he's breaking oh, my heart. Man. No yeah. man that handsome should look so sad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, yeah, that off just, your face, Pedro. <laughs> she's become like an adopted show. adopted mm, daughter for, yeah. Her, yeah. for, for him, yeah. sorry. And so like for someone to say, well, you know, She's we're gonna have she to did. kill her. Yeah, and you can, and you she's Dunyan rings. She's Dunyan. <laughs> <laughs> she's out of here. That's an exact yeah. quote from Marlene. If you are <laughs> she's still out of here. here. She went. She's Dunyan rings. She's nah, out she's of de- here. Nah, she's, she's dead. Dip with that. She, she, she's dead, mate. Sorry. <laughs> she's, she's gone. I don't know how more clear I can be with you, Joel. She's dead. <laughs> I, I think one of the things with this show and the game is that considering the nature of it and how we've sort of gotten to this destination people have come and go a lot of people have died you could very well having not known how the ending goes you could have very well thought to yourself she's genuinely going to die this is it for her yeah you this yeah, is the end of her fair. tale yeah. you know so you you could very well buy into that um and i what think did you think, Pascal, did you think that was going to happen like uh, pedro going on his rampage or not I expected a rampage. I didn't expect a rampage that. <laughs> rampage. That, like, I didn't expect him to. You know, he he went he went in. He went in with his rampage. Um, he left no man, woman alive. No, he left some women. They were oh yeah, he left the nurses. Come on, he wasn't that bad. Come um, on, come but on. no, you know. I, I, I mean, out of a building of how many people in there? What fifty? He left two. Yeah, that seems yeah. fair. Saw, yeah. Seems, yeah, you know, seems so right. he he seems really, fair though. You he know, did a, did a lot. Right to to say and i thought he i knew he was going to fight but i didn't i wasn't expecting that because that was brutal you know it's that he's willing to go for ellie because he's not he's not willing to let someone else go you know he's not Mm. willing to let Mm. things happen again because obviously he couldn't save sarah we just opened his heart and now they're trying to rip it away from him yeah Yeah. well I, i said to simone literally after the episode finished I was like, because I agree. So he does go on his rampage where he kills all the fireflies, like literally kills everybody, barring two nurses. Um, But I said, Simone, I don't think there's necessarily, I'm like, obviously, it's brutal, and like people just like clearly saying begging for their lives, he just kills them. Um, I don't think there's necessarily. Oh, he made a wrong choice there. You know, like, I don't think it's like, oh, he's gone bad and he's gone evil and now he's killing everybody. He made the right choice for him. And the reason he had to be that brutal is because, as he says to Marlene, as he's shooting her in the face, um, you'll just come back. You'll just come back for her. And Mm. I'm not saying, like, oh, that makes it okay to just brutally kill people. But obviously, this is not based now. (laughs) You can't just do that now, obviously. I mean... For he's situation. also not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. In the situation he's in, he's technically right that they didn't give her a choice. And Marlene does say, you aren't either, really. But the point is, for him in that moment, he's making the right choice at that time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what he did, but it's just, it is incredibly brutal. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting you say that, that you say that it is 100% the right course of action for him. Because it's in the game, you you kind of have no choice but to sort of take that path. But you're rooting for it as soon as it happens. Mm. You know, I remember being like, "No shit, no, we can't let this happen. We got to go get her out. Yeah, we got to yeah. go free her." This this it was never a, a, a second thought in my mind. This is not the right course of action. So it's really, really, I get a testament to how well they did it was that that still rings true in the TV show. There's no sort of moral gray area where you're like, oh, well, maybe for the betterment of mankind, you know, no, fuck, we're with this character, we're going to see this through, get that girl. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm not sure about you, Simone, or or Chris, but I was very much like, even though I knew it was coming, because, like, I, I, I know the ending of the game, I was like, he's got to do it. Like, he's got to save her. And although I also in the back of my head was like, well, you know, this could bring a cure. We don't know fully that it will bring a cure. The science, as you mentioned, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) it's deeply flawed. (laughs) Like, I watch, um, there's a guy on YouTube I sometimes like watching called uh, Game Theory. And he's got like film theory as well. He's quite fun. But he did one on The Last of Us. And he was like, 
probably wasn't going to create a cure. Like, let's let's yeah. be fair. You're just cutting somebody's head open. <laughs> yeah, I went into work and everyone in my in my department watches it, obviously. And I remember I walked in, first thing I said was, look, I'm no biologist. I'm not an immunologist, but I don't think that was going to work. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, I guess it's not the point, is it? It's no, not the point no, no, of, no. oh, we just, it's a MacGuffin. It's a, it's a yeah, and day, even it, though... So there was this like in the back of my head yeah this could save people i did say to you didn't i sim i was like but what's there really to save like yeah not that i'm like everything's fucked so just fucking let everything burn but the i felt the point of the show again this is the broader always broad with me broadly good broadly this but i feel like broadly the point of the show and simone you alluded to it by quoting jurassic park that life finds a way but like it is kind of like, even though this is one of the bleakest fucking things I've ever watched, it's up there with the road. There is like so much hope throughout this whole show that people will continue to live and life will continue. The giraffe, the monkeys, where Tommy is, these people, even though Henry had to shoot himself and his brother, the fact that they lived through this and like were trying to survive and that there's people like them trying to push through it. And then obviously with Frank and Bill. Bill and Frank, yeah. Yeah, there's just so much beauty in this show for something that's so bleak that I feel like, even though in the back of my head I was like, oh, you know, they could find a cure. I was like, no, he's got to fucking go. And he's got to go and shoot all these people. Shoot them all. Shoot them in the face. That's what I was like the whole time. <laughs> Kill them all! Kill them all! As far as like, okay. <laughs> So let's do it. Going down the line, Simone, start with you. Right decision? Yes. Yes. Ian? Yes. Yeah, 100%. I would, sh- I would shoot Marlene again in the face just to make sure. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay. I think we're unanimous. We all agree that. And, it, and as Toby said, it's something that translates well in the game. Obviously, you spend so long, many hours playing the game with Joel and Ellie by your side that the last thing you ever contemplate is just walking away and, you know, letting her go. And obviously, Joel, Pedro Pascal's Joel was never going to do that either. So the way that whole final scene plays out, I think is really well shot. I've had some people tell me that they wish it was a bit more action-packed. And I said, well, this isn't a... This isn't, this isn't, I was like, this... No, they mean more like... I was like, this isn't a Liam Neeson film, you know? Oh, gonna, oh, they mean yeah. like with like crazy cuts and stuff. Yeah, I, I was like, like, firefight. I was like, no, it was beautifully shot. That's one of the yeah. worst things with action films at the moment, that they, they over-edit like action scenes to the point where you can't really tell what's going on yeah, whereas in this cam. shaky cam all that sort of crap you know they watched you know some michael Born bay once. films and yeah exactly and they just were like yeah let's shake it up you know but, <laughs> whereas in this it was so slow and contemplative that yeah no i it was perfect whoever said that I can shut the fuck up you can <laughs> you're totally wrong i mean that that is again i guess <laughs> i can kind of get the can because I, I think when I watched it, I was like, okay, that was that was quite quick. Because in the game, that's quite a long segment of the game. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to fight your way through, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's really like a bit of a slog where he just sort of decimates them in the, in the episode. That It doesn't really seem like it causes him a great deal of grief at all. But it's brutal as well, because he uses his knife. He's not just yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah, not yeah. Just, he's not just trying to get to point B. He's make, methodically making his way through yeah. everyone. Which is funny because this is the same guy that only a few episodes before was saying to Tommy, "I can't get her there. You know, I'm not, I'm not strong enough anymore. I can't deal with these fights but anymore." And then he, he got just his strength back. This whole he hospital. Got, he got his team. strength back. Ellie's his strength. Yeah, Ellie yeah. was the strength. Yeah, all along. That's what he needed to become a massive murderer. <laughs> it's all he needed. Um, so obviously, he he gets in the opera fair, kills the doctor, spares the nurses. Cameo by one Laura Bailey as well. Yeah, um, I thought I thought I might. I was going to drop Laura Bailey. Clearly, Laura Bailey is a voice actress. She's on Critical okay. Role as well. She oh, okay. plays cool. she plays Laura, Laura Bailey in Critical Role. Um, she's <laughs> she's um, her best role. Her best. Role. She her really best. got that. She's down. Great. She uh, she actually had a voice role in the end of The Last of Us Part 1 and has oh, okay. other voice roles which we cannot discuss at this point. Um, okay. for Very big things for her character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so she was... In, and then, obviously, he carries her out. And the very end, obviously, Toby will know as well, and Ian, you've seen it, but this plays out almost shot for shot as it yeah, does in the yeah. game, I think, is... 
Ellie's ultimate question, please swear to me that what you told me was true. And that moment where he says yes, and she just says I okay, swear. and it cuts, which is scene for scene, perfect. <sighs> yep. What do we think of that moment? Because obviously that is just him lying straight to her face. I guess it's the lie that he thinks that she needs to hear. But she knows. But she knows. She definitely she knows. knows. She fucking knows. It's she a lie knows. he needs to tell himself. Himself. Well. It's for him. It's not for her. Like, that's the thing he did wrong. Doing the shooting was not wrong. <laughs> Lying. Killing all those people's fine. Martha was not wrong. <laughs> Lying is wrong, kids. <laughs> Lying but that, to it's her. true though it, it's lying it's the lying thing you know that there's nothing she's she's experienced everything now she's she's lost everything now and then she? the the one person and that the, she trusted lied yeah and and it's now it's like well she has nothing left mm-hmm. she's just, she's she literally she's got nothing left now the one thing yeah. she had left it's was gone. was joel and their connection and you know the the honesty between them and they've been building this 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 trust throughout this entire journey and he just he lies to her and now it's like well that's it there's nothing else to say it's okay Mm. i thought it was perfect ending i thought it was amazing i was saying to simone you if if they never did another season or if they never did another game like if that didn't that would have been an amazing that still is just a perfect ending just like yeah because i completely agree with simone the story is Ellie's loss of innocence and her growth. And like, obviously that's not the only story, but that's like a big one. And you are 110% right. I hadn't even thought about it like that until you explained it like that. She's lost Joel as well. Now everything's gone. She's just got nothing. Good ending. Yeah. Good vibes, you know, I'm just like, good I mean, time. Immaculate vibes. Immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> just the best vibes. Yeah. And like you say, obviously, if there is a there is a Last of Us Part 2 video game, which obviously Toby and I have played and don't want to get too much into, but... Um, <laughs> but this, here's what happens. You're right. The first game ends in a way that you could quite happily have just left it and seen where that goes, but... Um, and it, and the show's like I say ends in exactly the same way. So I think yeah, it has that perfect ending, and I think that would have been great just to to cap it cap it all off. But obviously, you there will be a season two. There will be uh, more story to come. But for this episode, I guess wrapping up in terms of our broadly ratings, how do we feel it went, uh, Simone? Uh, it's off the scale. Off the scale, Sorry. Broadly, it's just broadly it's, fantastic. It's it's amazing. It's it's it's, it's amazing. just amazing. It's just amazing. Just That's amazing. that is the top of the scale. Like the we like for clarification, there's the broadly great is the top of the broadlies, but above broadly there is just amazing. That is just the top. It's just amazing. Yeah. Blade Runner falls yeah. into there. That's just amazing. And we all, Toby, agree. Just this episode. Yeah, I mean it's it's as close to perfect adaptation to the game as you could possibly get and i think the game was a a master class in storytelling and just general good game execution and i think the tv show really nailed it hit the nail on all the heads i thought it was fantastic so yeah same with everybody else i think i'd agree and i think we all agree that the series as a whole falls under that category as well right i mean what a nine episodes it's been it's been nine of the best episodes of tv i've seen in a long time yeah what's everyone's Um, favorite episode i was yeah this is yeah we were talking about this Mm. or favorite moment you know favorite moments i I think i would have to go with the episode three the building frank episode yeah that's what you said as well when it's in it gave me something fresh from the from the game but also was just so beautifully done so it was very different wasn't it because it having i i after our retrospective uh not long ago i uh i retread a lot of the ground and there's a whole load with bill and joel and ellie that's just completely cut out for the purposes of that narrative mm. uh, at the episode um because we get our first look at a bloater um they go around i can't remember which town they're in it's not jackson is no uh seattle Boston, uh, wherever they are, with Bill America. Austin. They're in America. America, America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the little suburb in America. But th- there's a whole section with Bill, Joel, and Ellie that they they sort of cut out, I guess, for the the purposes of adding more depth to his backstory and the character. Um, 
so it, it's yeah, quite a interesting different story as well yeah i mean it's, it really is a totally different telling because um he doesn't die does he bill we don't know what happens to bill um you leave him don't you yeah you leave him uh you get and he gives you a car and you head off yeah (laughs) see you bill so it's it's interesting (laughs) because i guess that if they want to keep the continuity of the game get the 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 tv show separate they probably can't reintroduce him back in uh, a third game if they ever do it but say i thought three was a great episode i quite liked um the one with henry and sam yeah, that's a really good episode. Not the first one with what's her face, Kathleen. Being, Kathleen yeah. being like, "Okay, let's go." All right. I think the yeah. second one where yeah. you're following Henry and Sam in the tunnels. Yeah, that, geez, that, was just, I, that was just a brutal episode. I think that might be my favorite one, and then Bill and Frank comes a very close second. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bill and Frank was um, a re- like it was just huge emotions coming out there you know, I, mm. I also hadn't seen anything like that on tv really no like, no no n- not like that you know yeah. like, I, I was so, fully so in, invested in that nick offerman man oh that yeah. god outstanding outstanding mr ron swanson himself that was <laughs> phenomenal just so good it's, it's ron so swanson good. in a different light though yeah, yeah. I like to think it is Ron. That's what I like. To think. Yeah, I, I love to think of it too. I like anyway, to think no. this is a sequel to Parks and Rec. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think those two are probably the most outstanding because, like, you get to really see people's lives in this world, um, and you know the the really just as we said, life affirming nature of bill and frank's story but then just the bleakest and saddest with henry and sam's like yeah you know like you get the two extremes of that um i think i think a great moment i'm just gonna go for like the action moment but like in the bill and sam moment the that swarm just coming out and just killing everybody in that town it's just sort of really henry and sam Sam, sorry um you know in their story when they the 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 ground collapses and that bus just that is just fucking and And, do you know what they didn't do much action in this show but when they did jesus it was good oh good god chris did did you notice that the the bloater killed the um like kathleen's right hand man the same way that joel gets executed by them in the game yeah, like yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nice, yeah. nice. nice. <laughs> I've nice. Had, it's happened to me enough times. It's buried. Yeah, me, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, like the way I died yeah. a thousand times. Uh, Sam, favorite episode? Uh, episode three. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Episode three yeah, without without a, a shadow was, of a doubt. It was beautiful. Yeah, Gorgeous. and then th- th- anyone listening who may have review bombed it because you can't go over the fact that two men. Are in it and go fuck yourself. Yeah. <sighs> as as we say every episode to those people, you are a fucking loser. What a sad little life you have. It was a beautiful episode. I loved it. I think. Yeah. And it, it, it was just when you obviously all the episodes were great. We could have picked any one. Let's be honest, but that one just it was just I such think, great storytelling. I think the the weakest is the one which is the DLC episode, right? Like. It's not that that's a bad episode, and it's definitely again by those sad losers re- review bombing it, because uh, again you have two female characters um, who are not in a relationship but want to be. Um, yeah. It is definitely. It's not that it's bad. It's just not the strongest of the bunch. It's still like the best. It's still like a great episode of TV, and compared to like other stuff, like again, you know, to compare it to a show that just completely just fucking shit the bed, you know, with Game of Thrones, you would compare it to some of Game of Thrones, and it's way better than that. But it's just not as strong as like Bill and Frank's and Henry and Sam. And although it's a really good episode, it just doesn't have the same hit as those ones do. But it's still great. It's still great. Yeah. It's the weakest, it's kind of but the still same good. As the game. Because that that was DLC, so by its nature, it wasn't the core yeah. construct yeah. of the game. It was cut out for a reason. Because mm. um, I think had it been in the section that it was in the film, in the in the TV show, as it was in the game, I think it would have slowed down the momentum quite a lot. Yeah. Fair, yeah. Because uh, that was Agreed. quite that was quite a high tense, high um, sort of stress period of the game. Mm. You know, Ellie's out on her own. Joel's basically at death's door. Cannibals and- alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know how it exactly. is. You know how it is. Yeah. And I think if you'd had this 
um, this DLC section sort of crammed in the middle of that, it really would have detracted yeah. from the tense nature of the game. And I yeah. think that kind of did it with the show. It I was, was about to say, it perf- kind of does, doesn't it? It was the perfect sort of point to put it in to a degree. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it did exactly what I said in the sense that it, it mm. did sort of slow the pace down a wee bit. Yeah. Mm. It's not bad, yeah. but it's certainly, I agree. It kind of just kind of just there and it's not that yeah. it's terrible or anything it's just kind of like there it is you know we've got that now and it's like yeah. that's really good backstory and you know for clarification later on ellie tells us that you know she had to kill her um which is heartbreaking um but you know it's kind of just there you know it's just it's, sort of... it's only because the standard of the series has been so high oh yeah yeah it stands out slightly yeah, but yeah, yeah even yeah. so yeah. it's still a great episode and I also think... i'm just a massive bigot obviously <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys it's, it's, it's healthy that you admit it it's <laughs> yeah. no it's it's but it's it, it it's a fantastic series. Obviously, season two is on its way. Toby, I'm not going to ask your opinion because obviously you already know. But for you, for I guess Ian, I'm not sure if you've seen anything of it. No, okay, yet. so I stayed away from right. like. Um, so I'm going to ask you and Simone what you th- what you think season two might be going. What kind of things we expect to see, or you think we might see? Uh, Simone, do you want to go first? Do you go first? Yeah, I... I know very little about part two. I don't know. It, I don't know. I genuinely thought this was going to end with Joel's demise. Um, I don't know how much of a time gap we have. How much of a time gap do we have between? Well, it's up to you. Uh, do you think there'll be a time two. gap? Do you think there'll be? A time I think gap? there will be a bit of a time gap. I think there'll be a bit of a time gap. Maybe a couple of years. Maybe a bit more. But I don't know if we'll have Joel. I don't know if we'll have Joel. I think it will pick up immediately and she'll go, okay, and skip away. Done. <laughs> uh, no, um, I think, I think, as I say, like I, I stayed away from part two because I watched a playthrough of part one and then I was like, this is great. I would like to actually play this. And I think I always had like an intention to try and like play it and get an Xbox, a PlayStation. Um, but it just never happened. Um, I think I think you can't do something like Joel did and expect no repercussions in this world. That's what I think. And I think I think maybe Simone's right. I don't know whether we pick up after and we're with Ellie and Joel's dead already and then we work backwards to see what happened and something like that. But I just don't I really I agree with Simone throughout this entire show when you were saying joel can't survive this because like he's so broken as a person like how do you continue like that and i guess if we really want to be fucking bleak which it is pretty bleak they give us the thing that makes a broken person back to being a person which is ellie and then that's taken away again because he's dead so like that that's if I'm being really bleak like the rest of the show, I think that's what's going to happen. But what I'd like to happen is it picks up and she just goes, okay, let's go. And they skip away together and everything's great. Well, obviously, Toby and I are Sunshine, lollipops. Um, yeah. <laughs> Toby and I are keeping... Toby very and I hard not though. to say something. But yeah, but right. I guess and Toby will probably agree with me. Part of me wants to just get your PlayStation so you can play <laughs> yeah. the game. Well, PC I'm going to argue with that. You know, here's our address. You can get it posted because to us if you want. You can get it on PC in, now. Yeah, you can get it on PC now. Um, but okay, it's... okay. Oh, for fuck's sake, Toby. I was about to get a PlayStation from Chris there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, but I would... I guess what I would say is if you did have the opportunity, I understand obviously not everyone has it, but if you do have the opportunity to play part two as a video game, it is one of the best experiences in any yeah. media I've ever had. And Toby, agree with me on this one? Oh, yeah, Just, yeah. It, I, the way it plays you and I, the, yeah. You and I are the, uh, the exceptions to the rule where we think that number two is the superior of the two games. Yeah. Yeah, number three is, in our opinion, but number two is yeah. better than part two is better than part one. Um, but if you do I've get only had three games that have emotionally affected me as much yeah, as this, these, this, these well, two I'm looking have. forward to this. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah. They're so um, they're such fantastic games. I don't want to say any more, obviously, but anyone who's not played it and wants is thinking about it, 
don't think about it any longer. Just go and do it. It's well worth now. your time. Now. <laughs> we are Get not on commission. We are not on commission, by the way. <laughs> no, very much like the beta. Sony. Come on by. I wish we were. That would be fucking great. If Sony paid us. Um, um, but yeah, no. But, stop listening to this and fucking play it. You know. Yeah, I. Pretty much, yeah. Go and please go and play part two if you can. Uh, I can't wait for season two. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, and we'll be back to discuss that season when it comes out. Obviously, um, but nothing I in between though. That's the end of nothing the between. No, yeah. <laughs> two years, two years. But we will have other stuff going on. But I think for today, for the Last of Us, this is all the time we have for this week. So thank you guys. It's been an emotional nine weeks. <laughs> what being uh, this? Um, but it's been good to get it off, get off our chest in these little therapy sessions, as we call. I them. really feel um, like if we do do more watch alongs or anything, we should do something like I don't know, you know, what's Gilmore that? Girls, Gilmore Girls, or no, no, no. Well, I was <laughs> no, going to say, I was going to say Ab- Abbott's Elementary, which is just about a happy school in America where the teachers are fun. Let's do that. Let's just do a comedy or something like that. Parks and Rec. Let's do a rewatch Parks of Parks and Rec. And Rec. Yeah, I'll do Parks and Rec. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Always and Neck Offerman's in that, so I'm all for that. No, so, no, yeah. we can't watch that. It'll remind me of Bill. <laughs> Bill! Bill before The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> that is all the time we have this week. Um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in for all these episodes and continues to listen to us. We really appreciate that you come and join us every week, whether we're talking about Marvel, DC, Last of Us, and you can catch our previous episodes and all those kind of things and other nerdy stuff um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So please do tell your friends, like, share, and join us when you can. So until then, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.